Hey everybody and welcome back to Reverse Sweet Podcasts. It's Luis and I. Yo, how's it going? Yo, it's me, Michael. And um, yeah, end of the year. Last podcast of the year, New Year's Eve. And it's off to a, a lot of blowouts, a lot of close games, and a lot of surprising things have been going on. But we have um, LCS coming up and I'm excited for the new year. Yeah, the NBA... Uh, a lot of teams still seem to be getting into their own rhythm and finding what works and what doesn't work for them. So some of these games haven't been very close, especially Christmas Day was a bit of a letdown. A lot, a lot of the games look pretty hype going into it, but most of them were like double-digit leads. They were never close, never a close game. Yeah, um, for most of the game, so. Yeah, it was kind of boring, but whatever. Yeah, at least we got Christmas basketball again. But it doesn't feel, doesn't feel like it. Yeah, because one, the games weren't close, and two, there's still no Christmas jerseys. Exactly, it was really the Christmas jerseys that threw off everyone. That's why. I mean, they haven't been having Christmas jerseys like the past three years. Yeah, but maybe now that you know people have uh, recognized that they're gone, they'll bring them back. I don't think Nike has tried making them yet. But it's it's already been gone for three years. Like people make mock jerseys of Christmas jerseys every year. Yeah, but they it's because Nike took over, right? That's when they stopped making them. Yeah. So maybe now that everyone's like where they at, Nike will make them again. But they've already been like where you at for the past three years. Well, now that it's been three years of where you at, you know, it adds up maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Nike just doesn't want to make Christmas jerseys or something. Even though they'll probably make. If they make good jerseys, they'll make a lot of money from it. And they're usually, even though they're not cool, they're still different from normal jerseys. Even just like a small little snowflake on it or something. Yeah, or the font, or the, or the like, back when like the Knicks had like green jerseys or something, when they played the Bulls and that red jerseys, stuff like that, I feel. Yeah. That's the ambiance. The NBA was uh, more creative back in the day when Adidas was in, was in charge. Mm-hmm. But it's a... Uh, it's fine because I think a lot of the the jerseys that are coming back, like they're bringing back a lot of retro jerseys and even some of the newer ones, I think are cool, especially with courts and whatever. But yeah, I hope they bring back Christmas jerseys eventually. Yeah, um, the Heat have the new Vice jerseys, but they haven't worn them yet. Cause I don't know, they're definitely gonna wear them like in next month, in January. Yeah, I, th- I think their first time they're wearing them are against. Who they're playing after the Mavs, like the Thunder, I think. It's gonna home. look nice with the with the court. It's a nice yeah, like so little gradient and stuff. I think we'll see them by next week. Yeah, um, the jerseys that I've seen so far, I like the Nets city jerseys. I like the Mavericks with the court. Yeah, for sure. The Cavs with the court. People were hating on the Cavs jerseys. People still hating the Cavs jerseys, but I'm a fan. I mean, even without the court, I still kind of like it. Yeah, I think it's mostly just like the font, right? You have to. It's pretty like different. So either you love it or you hate it. It just it has a cool meaning behind it too, because it has like the hip hop hall of fame in Cleveland, and or not hip hop, the rock and roll or whatever. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, and um, it has like a different font from like bands, like Pink Floyd and other bands that are also in the hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, and it has like, like the spells out Cleveland in different letters, or mm-hmm. different fonts, of letters, and then I'm thinking, of, oh, the the Suns court with the jerseys are really cool too. Yeah, for sure, like the jerseys are already cool on their own, but with the the court it elevates it to another level. Mhm. And the Suns have been playing pretty well too, so far. Yeah, except Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's okay. He he's a, a streaky player. So if he's doing poorly now, he's he's just gonna be five of five next game or something. All right. What's your um surprising team so far? Your most surprised team so far. Mm. I think I, everyone can say the Magic. I want to say the Magic, but like the Magic always kind of start the season pretty well. Maybe it's just. They they, the Magic usually come in with not that many expectations on them, so they they don't really have to worry about. About any of that, and I don't know. They play really comfortably. Like when they played the Heat, they were just down the stretch making every single shot, and 
I mean, they, they've played the Heat and who else? The Cavs or something? Um, Not the Wizards. They played the Wizards twice and then the Thunder. So Yeah, they played some pretty, uh, besides like the Heat, they played some pretty... Yeah, the Wizards have been struggling. So Below average teams. And the Thunder, I mean, besides SGA and Ludort, are still trying to find pieces right now. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. On paper, the Thunder are the worst team in the league. I think the most surprising team for me is the Cavaliers. Yeah. The Cavaliers have been playing really fun basketball. Uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. A new found backcourt. Mhm. That um, I think a lot of people can agree that they're really fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Andre Drummond, too. A big surprise for me, at least. Um, he's playing, like, one of the new age centers where he can just handle the ball and pass the ball and play defense and score and stuff. So, I mean, props to him for being able to uh, elevate his game. Yeah, for sure, because he's definitely the type of player that would have been, like, definitely desired a couple of years back when... Centers just had to rebound and play close to the rim and get fouls and stuff. But that's kind of gone away from now. And I think he's been able to find a way for him to stay relevant. Especially now that he got traded to the Cavs for, like, nothing. And they have some pretty good guards, young guards, on the team where he can just be himself and work off them. And they can work off him now that he can pass, too. And, I mean, I... They lost today to the... To the Pacers by 20. And never mind, they are bad, I guess. But the Pacers have been really good this year, too. And I think a lot of that right now is attributed to Sabonis. Colin Sexton had 28 points and Darius Garland had 21. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still doing their thing out there. Um. Yeah, but as like Luce was saying, how the, the Pacers have been playing really well. Um. Sabonis had 25 points today, hit a, uh, almost a triple-double, 11 rebounds and 7 assists, so I mean, and Aladipo, he, he might not have um, the like same step he had before he was injured, mm-hmm. but he's, he's slowly getting up there, today he was 4 of 8 from 3, so I mean, he's get he's working his way back up there, and Malcolm Brogdon's one of the elite Defenders, uh, guard defenders in the league, I'd say, and he's also a really good playmaker and scorer. So, the Pacers may be one of those uh, sleeper teams that a lot of people don't expect to be making a a, bit, a lot of sound in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that time, they might take a a higher seed team to maybe seven games in the first round or something, or maybe even make the second round. We'll see. Yeah. And I think what's reassuring for Pacers fans to see is that last year when they were they were winning, right, they were like a top four seed most of the year, that Aladipo was out. And then when he came back, they started, like, losing and not really unsure of what they were, like, who was the ball handler and, who you know, all that stuff you have to figure out. And right now they're, they're managing to win with Aladipo. So even if he's not at the place he was before he was hurt, He's still at least they're they're comfortable like all playing together, and even like the Miles Turner trade rumors and trying to get Gordon Hayward and all that didn't work out, but they're still playing well together. So, I mean, I don't really see them. I think they were definitely a, a playoff team coming in. They're still in that. They're still on on mark to get there and. I think now people may think of them more of as like a top four seed than a bottom four seed if they keep playing this well. Yeah, but it's only the beginning of the season, and you know how everyone likes to overreact over a couple of games. Yeah. The um, there's been a lot of as you were saying like blowouts. The Clippers got blown out by the Mavericks by fifty one, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can really read into that too much because the cl- the ca- I mean the Mavericks also lost by thirty to the Hornets. Yeah. So. In turn, that means the Hornets beat the Clippers by 80. Yeah. And the Clippers beat the Lakers by 8 or something. Yeah, and the Clippers... So, that means that the Hornets beat the Lakers by, like, 78 or whatever, 88. Yeah, exactly. 
And then the Clippers, or I mean the Hornets beat the Nets. And then the Nets beat the Warriors by 30. Well, the Warriors are trash anyways, so <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think right now... Uh, I think I think for the Warriors, yeah, Stephen Curry needs to take more shots and remember that... I think that he needs to remember that he's the only... Pl- he's like the star player, only star player currently playing on the team. Uh-huh. Playing with KD and Clay and Dre to playing with uh, Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. Could be a rough turnaround for someone like Steph Curry, but he can definitely do it. And like we were saying also that a lot of teams are slowly getting their step back after not playing for a long time. So mm-hmm. I definitely still think the Warriors can make the playoffs. Yeah. But um, it'll be a tough road for them. Once Draymond comes back, it'll definitely be a lot easier for them because Dray- Draymond is a, I feel like pretty underappreciated, or like overhated. But yeah. I guess it's kind of easy to hate on Draymond if he talks a lot of trash and stuff. But mm-hmm. he's a really good basketball player, and he 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 really uh embodies like the defense passing. Yeah, he's definitely one of those defender. players that makes other players better, and right now. A lot of the attention defensively goes to Steph, obviously, when they're playing. So having a secondary ball handler like Draymond would definitely help them out, alleviate some of the pressure off him, especially since Steph is still really good off the ball. But I think right now, like obviously early into the season, everyone's quick to jump to reactions and stuff. I feel like the Warriors right now obviously doesn't look too good, but... Uh, you expect Kelly Oubre to, to shoot better than missing his first 17 threes, right? And Andrew Wiggins, I don't think, like, maybe expectations were a little high that he would turn into, like, a not an all-star player, but, like, fringe all-star player under the Warriors, you know, right? Maybe just the Timberwolves and Cavs. I guess he was never on the Cavs. But the Timberwolves never really utilized him right or something. But... You just have a, I feel like people just have always have a lot of uh, expectations for Wiggins because he's averaged twenty points per game throughout a whole season, and he's was the number one overall pick. So I mean, you see the potential he has, but mm-hmm. he he hasn't really elevated his game. So maybe if um, the Warriors this Warrior season with their championship leadership and Draymond and stuff, maybe they can help him out. And yeah. then, um. I think the Warriors, like, teammates, or the Warrior players need to remember that they also have Stephen Curry on their team mm-hmm. and not just, like, take really bad shots all the time <laughs> when they can definitely find a wide-open Stephen Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Steph is one of those guys that, like, LeBron, right? It's definitely LeBron's team and Steph. It's definitely Steph's team. Like, when... And before, when everyone was on the Warriors, everyone knew, like, where he was on the court at all time, right? Everyone always talks about Steph's gravity, and even when he's not physically touching the ball, he's still affecting the whole defense and everything, because everyone's, like, paying attention to where he's at all, at all times. And I think once the Warriors players get more used to that and start reacting and, like, responding to that correctly, they'll definitely see a lot easier looks, and their stats will look a lot better. Especially since I think James Wiseman is definitely for He's real. He's looking pretty promising. He's definitely worth the high pick and starting right off the bat and showing up. I the mean, youngest uh, player to start for the Bulls since like Michael Jordan. Patrick Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I was looking at the Bulls, the Bulls stats. <laughs> yeah. No. I was. I meant to say the youngest player for the Warriors to start since in like 50 years is was James Wiseman yeah and I mean I think even just bringing up Patrick Williams this draft going into a lot of people thought you know it's not really anything to be too excited about but you already have like Bulls fans already LaMelo had like, a really good game yesterday yeah, I really like Patrick Williams LaMelo has been Anthony Edwards like he scored 18 points off the bench the other day mm-hmm. so I mean you know, you really can't say much about a draft class, like until they actually play. until they actually play. Yeah, you know, surprise, surprise, right? I but think the last draft class that was 
that was kind of iffy. Like you don't know who to pick was uh the Anthony Bennett one. Yeah, was that <laughs> not the year that Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which I mean, Malcolm Brogdon is still a good player now, but he's not usually the the type of player that wins Rookie of the Year. Someone like Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, John Morant type player. Which speaking of Jaw, he got hurt, unlucky. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't the worst injury. He'll but be back yeah. in like four to six weeks. Um, yeah, it's a it's a minor step back for a big return, you know. Yeah, because he's definitely the three four games he played. He was, I mean, he was unreal. Yeah, I mean, he just did he, everything he, on the court. I don't know if for you, but a lot of people, including me, kind of his game kind of reminds me of like Derrick Rose. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Just he looks a little quicker than everyone on the floor, and, and he's like really he, crafty. Yeah, the way he attacks the rim and just has that soft touch. Yeah, it, it's definitely reminiscent of that, especially just being like a point guard that can go that hard at the rim, you know. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of the young guards, I think, were really, uh, really the league is really in good hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Trey Young, he's been magnificent. Yeah. On the Hawks, um, John Morant, um, Luca, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, um, Devin know, Booker, Devin Booker, D Book, yeah, uh, Jamal Murray if he play plays like his bubble, Tyler bubble Hero. Murray, Tyler Hero even, yeah, um, Kobe White even on the Bulls, he's been yeah. playing really well. Zach Levine, that, that's that's what I feel like the. The first week, I mean, it's hard to make, like, giant statements about any team, but the first week kind of showed me that I feel every team's got something to watch for right now, mm-hmm. which I feel like hasn't really been the case too much in the last few years, especially when it was, like, Cavs-Warriors, the finals, every, like, it didn't really... Five years in a row or whatever? Yeah, it didn't really matter, like... What happened in the regular season, because we don't know. Because everyone already knew who was going to yeah, be yeah. fighting in the finals. And I think right now, I mean, obviously the Lakers are the heavy, heavy f- favorites, but especially in the East, like anyone can win. And the West, you know, I mean, I think every a lot of teams got better. So even if the Lakers got better, maybe the additions that some of the teams in the West made will make it at least harder, hopefully, <laughs> for them to win the West again, right? Not just a five-game everyone, but it's looking a little too far ahead. I'm just excited that I feel every team's got like you can watch any game it's it'll have at least one entertaining player on each team yeah for sure um I feel like let's see you know the Clippers are 4-1 I know right just that one was a <laughs> and everyone everyone is just can hate the Clippers so easily there's just such a hateable there's just such a hateable team I mean even the Lakers too it's mm-hmm. just like the LA teams why are they called L.A. Clippers, but the Lakers are called Los Angeles Lakers? I don't know, because cause they, they got there first, the, I guess. I'm looking at the standings on ESPN. It says L.A. Clippers, and for the Lakers, it says Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, the Lakers always have, like, jerseys. This They're, way. like, the only team that has it, like... L.A.? That have it, no, that have it, uh, no, that have it abbreviated instead of the actual city. Whatever. Like, for the Thunder, why doesn't it say OKC Thunder? <laughs> it says Oklahoma City? Yeah. I don't know. I guess they couldn't write Los Angeles twice, maybe. It would be too confusing. They're just they're just hating. Yeah. I mean, even in the jerseys, like, the Lakers have, like, a lot of jerseys that say Los Angeles, right? Or the retro ones. So and, like, do the Clippers. Do they? Because yeah. I feel like a the, lot of... The GTA ones, they'll say Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, they do. And the GTA font. I was gonna say because a lot of the LA or the Clippers jerseys have like just LA on them too, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's just like a rebrand thing or something, but trying to be different. Yeah. Uh, this last week we had um, two two uh games of a rematch of the Eastern Conference semifinals, mm-hmm. the Heat versus Bucks. We didn't really uh get anything from it. <laughs> they weren't both of them were really close games. I mean. The first game, the Bucks literally broke a NBA record in scoring the most three pointers in a game as a team of twenty nine. Yeah, and they won I by mean, forty four or something. Yeah, I mean, when you go against a team that's just making every shot, you just it's just hard to win. 
Yeah, it's also really demoralizing when you're playing, like, okay defense and they're just making shots, you know, like certain players that haven't made threes in their career and they're just making shots. But well, I mean, Giannis didn't make any. But Giannis that day. Didn't, Yeah. The, I mean, for people that think the Bucks are just Giannis and, like, a bunch of nobodies, the Giannis had nine points and they won by 40-something. So, like, obviously... Like, and over a, a terrible team. Yeah. yeah. Over the team that without Jimmy Butler they can't they can't do anything right. It was kind of crazy. Like hella team, hella Heat fans were like overreacting after that game, saying that we need to trade for Harden now, and <laughs> this team is nothing without Jimmy Butler and stuff like that. But yeah, then the next day they just beat the Bucks pretty convincingly. Goran Dragic had a really good game. Tyler Hero had a really good game too with 15 rebounds, a career high. Mm-hmm. And Bam's. Jump shot, honestly, is looking really nice. Yeah. He he hasn't extended his range yet, like uh, Jimmy Butler keeps teasing everyone with. But I think, like, even the 40-point the loss game, there was, like, some, some things to be feel good about as a Heat fan. Like, the the minutes that Avery Bradley has played, I think he's really... I think he's, Avery Bradley was definitely the move yeah, this offseason. He, he was a great addition to this team, like... It's what we like needed. everyone expected. And, it's what we needed, and he's been producing like right off the bat. Like he missed the first game, but he's been good. The the Pelicans game and even the the Bucks game where they got trounced, they, he was still good and he was really good yesterday. And I think that's gonna help a lot in the East, like against the Celtics and the Nets with like Kyrie and oh the the, the way Jalen Brown's oh, been playing. Talking about the Nets for a sec. They got, they suffered a pretty big blow. Um, one of their best like bench players. Yeah, he's starting this year. He yeah. uh, slightly tore his ACL. Yeah, just slightly, and he's out for the season, and it sucks though, cause you know, especially for teams to have championship aspirations, and for Dimwitty, who was probably like excited <laughs> to finally get to play with KD and Kyrie, right? Yeah, he's like, he's been on that grind. You know, he's yeah. one of the players that. I think is like well respected around the league. He does a lot of things out out of the league too. World economics. Yeah, yeah, and it sucks, but especially because I don't know if who's starting ahead of him now. I don't, I don't know think if they, he was starting. He was starting because oh, I remember Karis Levert was coming off the bench. I thought they were both coming off the bench. No, I think Harry, Joe Harris, DeAndre, Katie, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, and. Dimwitty, but I, I don't know who's starting now because I think the the Nets are trying to utilize Karis um, Levert okay. as like a six man like when KD and Kyrie are coming on like on or staying on the bench yeah like Karis Levert can just do whatever he wants but now that might not be the case let's see who started against the Hawks yesterday um let's see the Hawks oh yeah the Hawks have been pretty good um Trey Young has been pretty uh, decent. He's continued his dominance and scoring and shooting from anywhere he wants, from whenever he wants. Yeah, and he's uh, added to his James Harden type game of just getting fouls whenever he wants. He uh, what, didn't he cross? He crossed someone over. He cro- or Kyrie. he was Kyrie, right? He got Kyrie dancing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Trey Young's the like whenever I see him play. He seems like the the kind of guy that was always the the smallest guy on the court, like even growing up, and he just, you know, basketball being height is always such a big advantage in almost like any situation, but I think Trey Young's managed to find similar to like how Chris Paul, you know, right, just like find ways to maneuver around people and find the spots that you know aren't really accessible to everyone. Yeah. And just having him with the ball in his hands, he, he, he'll find, like, the right play a lot of the, mo- most of the times. And you can't really say that about a lot of players in the league. But, I mean, the, the problem with the Hawks, right, which is just what everyone expected. I don't know if people were expecting them to put up 140, like, every game. But they've been really good offensively. And defensively, that's, that's where it is, right? Like, you're not going to be able to outscore everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, they scored 140 points or whatever last game, and they lost to the Nets. Yeah. I mean, they found a team that can also score whenever they want with Kyrie and KD, and 
Like they have Joe Harris and Karis LeVert who are really good offensively too. So it, it's not gonna. Uh, I think they're they're gonna be a team that wins a lot of regular season games. Yeah, like so you kind of making the playoffs. Yeah, I would say so. I, I I mean, I see them a lot like the Mavs last year, right? Like a kind of like what were the, the so you'd rather take Trey Young over Luka yeah I would do that trade 100% of the time yeah uh, whatever the Mavs were last year like the record breaking offense of whatever efficiency they had last year I think the the Hawks could be a similar type team like that and maybe Trey Young makes a step back three against the, the Celtics against Giannis. or something against Giannis against Giannis in the first round and, or something like that right but until they find a way to play defense they're, they're not gonna win a championship yeah. and I mean they're still really young so obviously this time lots of time to improve on all those players but that's just, for regular season I'll, I'll, I'll watch as much Hawks games as I can cause they're really fun to watch I yeah. mean at least Trey Young is super yeah. fun to I watch I mean people hate free throws which is fine but if the refs are going to keep calling it, you can't really blame the players, right? Like, the whole yeah, the whole refs have to stop, agree, come to an agreement together that they're not going to be calling these plays or else the players are going to keep doing it. Because, I mean, if you're a 90% free throw shooter, why would you not want 14 attempts a game? True. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to say, going back on the jerseys, the Lakers... They have like sit new city jerseys with the white ones with the blue font. Mm-hmm. Those are okay. Like I don't, I'm not really a big fan of those, but I like the old retro blue, all blue ones, like royal blue. Yeah, like those the are, Jerry West ones. Those are nice. Mm-hmm. Those are like easily one of my favorite jerseys, and I don't even like the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. But uh, and then the Jazz, the dark. Yeah, they did. They did wear them. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was saying that. I was watching them. Um, and yeah, I was looking at all the teams, and I think the team that is like the least fun to watch is probably the Pistons. <laughs> the Pistons just kind of make me sad when I watch them. Like, just I want to see Blake Griffin and D Rose like do well. Can you imagine that team like in twenty twelve? Yeah, <laughs> and that that team is insane. They'd just be struggling, man. But they threw their dude. If you watched the last game of the Pistons, or not the last game, it was. Last week, it was Pistons versus Cavs, and the Pistons had a lead and they in overtime, and they threw it. D-Rose turned it over twice on Andre Drummond guarding him, and they threw it, the lead in Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Drummond, Kevin Love. They all popped off and won the game in double overtime. Yeah. It's a big morale win for the Cavs. going to set up this first half of the season well for them but then they just got trounced by the Pacers right that's just that's just the recurring theme right now it's just a lot of blowouts I don't know what's going on it's like in the MLB when people just started hitting a billion home runs yeah in the season they're they're inflating the balls that's what's going on yeah but I think it's a lot harder to cheat in basketball than it is like I think the way you, you can cheat in basketball is you have to actually just inject drugs into you yourself to make yourself stronger you gotta tighten the rim loosen one rim and tighten the other one every quarter yeah that's that's the secret i'm pretty sure that would be hella noticeable though (laughs) like in other sports like baseball take out the glass from the the backboard yeah take off the glass and just the rim that's like netball or something i'm pretty sure that's a game yeah it probably is a game but like in baseball isn't People used to put tar or something on their bat. They had, like, on the on their cap, right? People, like, pitchers used to have something on their cap that they put on their thumb that made it, like, easier to grip the ball and then, or something like or, that. No, they put tar on the bat or something. And yeah. Then, um, and then the umpires get mad and make you get another bat or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just illegal to do that. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they get mad. <laughs> it's just the league. I just remember seeing some, and then they throw the bat back, and then they get another bat. Yeah. And maybe that was for something else. Yeah, I think. Um, and, like, in football, you could just ask Tom Brady about cheating. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it again on the, the Flake Gate. Yeah, but basketball, is, I feel, 
you can't really do that that easily. Yeah. Um, the Sixers. They're three and one currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. You know, I think they can work together. They have some good shooters around them now with Seth Curry and Danny Green. And, I mean, they're averaging 100 point, 101 points a game, which is, like, the least <laughs> amount in the Eastern Conference. So what is their defense insane right now? Wait, no, uh, their defense is insane. Yeah. They're, they're allowing the least amount of points. Yeah. But they're also um, averaging, like, the second least amount of points. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons and Embiid, like, as good as they are, they're not really the that great at creating their own shots. Like, Embiid is... I feel like he doesn't he doesn't have, like, the back-to-the-basket game that a lot of bigs would, would want because that kind of game is kind of not as relevant anymore, mm-hmm. even though it would probably still be really good, especially come playoff time. Like, I feel Kawhi is really good at that. LeBron probably <laughs> can do everything. He's good at that. KD and all that. Kyrie probably... But Ben Simmons, obviously, he, he can't really, besides running downhill, he struggles to find his own shot, too. It works better as a facilitator. So, And he's, a, like, really one of the best defenders in the league, Ben Simmons. Yeah. And, I mean, he and, could possibly win Defensive Player of the Year this year. He can just guard one through five. Yeah. That's why whenever you just think of Ben Simmons and Embiid together on the same team, it's kind of hard to not picture them succeeding. Especially if they had someone like Jimmy Butler there, but it, the the problem always comes right that they're gonna have to find ways to create shots for themselves, and they didn't really find a third guy that would be that person for them. So I don't know. Maybe if um, you know, they they saved their money a little bit and didn't Spend splurge it, on it all on Tobias Harris and Al Horford. Now Horford, that was a big, big step back in the process. Yeah, they pulled, like, a Clippers. They were too focused on, like, beating the Celtics or the Bucks or something, you know, that they didn't realize what was good for their own team. You know, like, the Clippers are just too focused on beating the Lakers, so they're just, oh, you sign Marcus Morris, we'll sign sign Markeith Morris, oh, you sign, you know, whatever. And they're just, but, whatever. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. What team do you think is uh, allowing the least amount of points in the league? Allowing the least, what, like the best defensive team or whatever? Yeah, it's allowing the least okay. amount of points. Um, it's in the West. It's in the West. I'm trying to think of some. It's under 100. They're the only team to allow under 100. Is it like a team that's winning? They're 3-1. Uh, the Suns? Yeah. Jeez. They're the, it's the Suns. So is Aiden popping off? I guess so. I their average, their opponents' thing. points per game is ninety eight, and then next would be the Sixers at one hundred one, and then, and then the Knicks are at one hundred six. Jeez, the Knicks, the Knicks' defense is insane. No, but honestly, Julius Randle has been playing really, really well. Yeah, like he had like back to back triple doubles, and like he's just popping off. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Knicks fans be happy that they have an actual coach now, because like David Fisdale was being a negative for them you know oh really yeah they like, have a po- uh not Povich um Thibodeau yeah they have Thibodeau Tom Thibodeau shout out to those bulls the bull days yeah so that's why probably Julius Randle has been put in more in a position RJ Barrett that he's more comfortable with right now and that's why you see him succeeding a lot more RJ Barrett RJ Barrett's definitely improved His Kevin name. Knox Kevin Knox and hopefully Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin comes back healthy He'll definitely come back healthy. Oh, yeah, but he hopefully he stays healthy. Yes. Because yeah. the Knicks, I mean, they're always a team that, that, that I'm sure the league wants to, to succeed, right? I mean, it's always if the Knicks are good, you know they're always going to be showing them on national TV, like Knicks yeah. versus Lakers. Who doesn't want to watch Knicks versus Lakers? Like, yeah. that's just such a iconic game. Like, who remembers Knicks, Bulls, and on Christmas, Carmelo versus D-Rose? Yeah, exactly. like those those are the type of games you just want to see, and Carmelo hitting a three pointer to win the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean that those are just legendary moments between two legendary teams, inside the legendary Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, was it Alfred Payton I think said that that now that there's no fans, 
that it's it actually feels like more of a home game for them because like the other team or it's easier to win because the other team like likes to try harder when they're in madison square garden you know yeah just to show off in front of the fans or whatever <laughs> and so then the like fans get mad they just boo the knicks yeah and yeah. now that they're not there it's like easier for them to play or something or easier to, for them to win at home yeah who knows maybe the knicks um might not be terrible yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, every team doesn't look that bad. Yeah, but maybe we might just be uh, overreacting. To the first week, yeah. The first five games of the season or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. I'm enjoying the season so far. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely weird to see the courts or the stadiums with no fans. I mean, they're slowly allowing fans back into the stadium. Like for families and stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, I, then they're playing like multiple games against the same team, which is kind of fun too. At least like as a Heat fan, I wouldn't want to have lost to the Bucks by a billion <laughs> and then just not played them for a long time. Yeah, at least we got the our redemption. Yeah, it felt really good to not have to worry about if the Heat just suck now, you know, for a long period of time. Like, and, and just get the revenge right back there. And it was also, it felt good because Tyler Hero was playing pretty well the first game. And then they just got blown out. So I was like, dang, they, 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 they waste, really do they need Jimmy a, Butler. They, they wasted a hero, like a good hero game. And then Tyler Hero just played even better the next game. So Tyler Hero played well. Bam, like I said, Bam is just, Bam definitely deserves that max. And yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Bam definitely, like. The turnovers that he have had the first four games have been a big concern, right? But you hope that once the season starts getting rolling more, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's probable to play tomorrow versus the Mavericks. Yeah, so plus, I think the the Heat, like Coach Spo, has the uses the regular season to experiment as much as he can with different lineups, different you know players playing with each other mm-hmm. and finding out who can do what and how well and stuff. So even if Tyler Hero right now isn't the best point guard or, like, he's more suited as a shooting guard, like, working off ball and stuff and all that, I think that they know that come playoff time, Tyler Hero, like, they might pull, they might, they might pull like, a, like, last year Kendrick Nunn started the whole entire year and then Dragic came and started the playoffs. Like, that might be a thing for the Heat, right? Like, Tyler Hero will start this year. And then come play outside, Dragic will start, and then Tyler Hero will come off the bench again or something, you know. But I think going against the the starters every single day for Tyler Hero, you know, going against Drew Holiday like these last two games, the that only make him better. Mm-hmm. And going facing like the best player on on the other team like every game, that'll make him better. Like he maybe he'll be averaging more points and less turnovers and stuff if he was coming off the bench, right? Playing against not as good, but. I think that the Heat are have always have their eyes on the on the championship, right? And what'll make what'll be worth it in the end, not like necessarily current goals. They're okay with being a fourth, fifth seed if it means they're better prepared come playoff time. Yeah, and the Heat definitely know how to make it back to the finals. They already did it last year, and they didn't have to. I mean, they had to play some of the hardest teams t- to get there, and they definitely got better from last year. But so did everyone else. I think one of my favorite players to watch that's kind of underappreciated is like Jalen Brown, you know. Yeah, and he, I, I think he if he has 40, more performances, like what you're gonna say, he had forty-two points yesterday yeah, in three quarters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for a long time, it's always been like Jalen, Jalen Brown's the second fiddle to Jason Tatum, and I feel like they if, should be on the same level as each other. Yeah, if if I'm sure, like if you had to pick one, like higher ceiling, you always try and pick higher ceiling. You, you would want Jason Tatum, but they should be more 1A and 1B than they are, like, 1 and 2, which is what I feel like a lot of people perceive them as. It's just, I think people... Maybe not Celtics fans. They high, higher rated, higher rate Jason Tatum because he's more flashy mm-hmm. and more popular. Yeah. Also, he got... He was better earlier, I feel. Mm-hmm. So people always just, like, remember that. And he's done LeBron. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of hard not to notice when you do something like that in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he made that, that, <laughs> that shot over Giannis to win that game. Dude, 
but is it, I, I actually, actually it, that was a bad shot like quote Paul George yeah. like he he did it again like two games later and he, he just like Pacers. completely just missed yeah. and he did it versus the Heat and it was just good oh, yeah, is that is that the play that Brad Stevens just brings up every every time yeah, alright JT you know what to do I don't understand <laughs> like the the Celtics are so good like they I feel like their biggest strength is that they they have five good players in it all the time like a lot of the time and because even Daniel Tice like he, he can't really shoot threes that well but when he's getting those like near the rim putbacks and stuff and dunks and stuff he can definitely convert on those and if you just drive right people are definitely going to collapse to stop Jason Tatum then he can find an open teammate like you have weapons all around even Kemba hasn't been playing but when he comes back he's going to help too so I don't know I feel like I mean, I guess he did drive that one time and then Bam blocked him, but besides that, I mean, like, how often is that going to happen, right? So, yeah. I did, mean, they're definitely going in the right direction, the yeah. Celtics. They're, it's just like, yeah. it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating to me. I don't even like the Celtics. They're just to see Jason Tatum chucking those. I mean, like, he's going to make it once every 10 times he takes that shot. Yeah, because he's still that good. Like, yeah. He'll still make a shot like that. That like, was like such a crazy like shot, that, dude. That, like it was really, really, really good shot. Like that shot he had over Kyrie, that was a buzzer beater. That wasn't like to win the game or anything. I don't even know if you remember. Yeah, I think I remember. He, like did did a spin move and faded away and shot it over Kyrie. Yeah. Like that. That's definitely more repeatable. I feel like than the shot he had against Giannis. He like it's because he takes a really deep three fade away over like a defender for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe he's just a big Damian Lillard fan, though. Yeah, and I feel like, obviously, I, I think that, the, like, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, and all of them have a good relationship and all that. They all trust each other. But if it, it would be, like, if Jalen Brown, if I was Jalen Brown, I'd be a little discouraged seeing that kind of shot every single time that they're down the, you know? Maybe it's yeah. not every single time they're in a close game, but it's it seems like a trend that you don't want to keep seeing. Yeah, I mean... It's trending, trendy enough to get it memed on. Yeah. You know, it happens a, a, a lot of times, enough times for it to be talked about. Yeah, especially when Brad Stevens is out here, people are saying he's the best coach in the league and all that. Like, those are the type of moments where I feel like a coach can actually make an influence, like a last play of the game type situation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Raptors had that, Nick Nurse. that OG yeah. point four shot. Right, that had to have been some kind of play. I mean, maybe it was just Kyle Lowry throwing it. Well, the Brad Stevens has a that play where you draw a foul on the inbound and get oh, a free yeah, shot. Oh yeah, the Marcus Smart special. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. They got everything. They got all they need. That's I can't. What, I can't believe they did that. They've done that so many times. <laughs> we were watching the the Raptors Celtics highlights from a couple years ago. Yeah. And James Harden just ran into Marcus Smart like two possessions in a row, <laughs> and they just go. Yeah, that that oh was pretty God. funny. That's Marcus Smart, dude. He wins games. Marcus Smart's a really, really, uh, I feel like he's really entertaining to watch. He might not be the best, but, uh, he definitely gives it his all. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he definitely, if, if you watch just Marcus Smart the whole game, you're definitely going to leave entertained at least. Yeah. Yeah. He, and, he knows basketball. I guess. Yeah. He and knows, he knows, like, the, the inner, like, rules, the, the between the lines, you know? Yeah. He, he knows he what knows he can to, and can't do. He knows. He, he knows how to win a game. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of like Chris Paul esque, you know, Chris Paul with the tucked in jersey, <laughs> got technical. Like Chris Paul would really be the president of players' association or whatever he is, you know. Like he stays at home reading the the rule book before going to sleep every night or something. Yeah, he reads it to his sons. Yeah, like so they know what to do. Yeah, yeah. that's just that's just Chris Paul. Um, the Trailblazers. People were saying how they were probably this is probably the best roster that surrounded Damian Lillard and uh, CJ and CJ's been playing really well so far this season mm-hmm. but I've been seeing like a lot of stuff on Twitter about how Damian Lillard's probably one of the most overrated players I mean because he he's had like those two insane shots in the playoffs and stuff mm-hmm. but like besides those two series he's averaged only like 20 points per game and like on 30 30 30 shooting splits or whatever shoot yeah I mean obviously Damian Lillard, I feel like it's hard to kind of compare stats when you're the best player in your team, right? Because come playoff time, you're the person that's going to be 
what everyone's paying attention to. So it makes sense that he's going to have a drop-off, like especially shooting percentage-wise. But, I mean, the, the Blazers, I don't think anyone's ever expected them to be like a contender or anything, right? So if anything, I feel like they've kind of overproduced. They made the Western Conference Finals once. They've beaten, they've gone out of first round a bunch of times, right? Yeah, like, no, it's just that people don't always talk highly of Damian Lillard when he might not be on the, like, people say that he's just as good, if not better, than Stephen Curry. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's just Yeah, like, like, people say that, though, like, and they mean it, you know? People yeah. rate him over Steph Curry this season and just stuff like that. I mean, like, Damian, to me, is, like, a de- definite top 10 player, but, yeah. like, he's not in the, he's not making the top five, top eight, even, you know? Mm-hmm. If he's top 10, he's probably 11. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but I mean, like, being able to shoot from wherever you want. Yeah, what I mean, is, I, I honestly, like, I love Damian Lillard, yeah. like And he, he trash talks too. Like, he, he has everything you want. He's on the want. same team as career. Yeah, he, on a small market team. He got his boys, Nurkic and CJ. Yeah. I, I mean, mean you, I can't, you can't not love, I mean, you can't not. Root this, for them, right? Yeah, root for them. But unless, unless especially you when they got DJJ. Like oh yeah, there's Jr. blocked completely, just two hand block LeBron twice. Yeah, I mean one of them was a foul on someone else, but he, Derrick Jr. as when he was on the Heat was always fun to watch, and I hope Blazers fans are appreciating his uh, bunnies, his airplane mode. Yeah. I, I can definitely see him making a, a difference for them because I, I just want to see him improve from where he was last year. I think his shot is something that I don't know if it's ever going to be, like, respectable. But defensively, I think he's always been good. And obviously, dunks and his athleticism is... You, you can't ignore it. It's it's always going to be front and center at, at some point in the game. Even even on plays that get like blown up, he just jumps like really ordinarily, and it's just like, geez, he really jumped that high for yeah, without even trying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this first week has been uh, cr- crazy. Yeah, I, and I was always like seeing CJ pop off because I think his his type of game is very entertaining to watch offensively. I think he can just score from anywhere. I think the funniest thing is just James Harden. He literally just goes to the strip club and party all day, all night, all day. The game, the day before his game, and he just drops fifty. Yeah, <laughs> fifty, like, eighteen assists. Yeah, the most casual fifty you could ever see. I think, like, he just dribbles a couple of times, step backs, threes. The funniest thing to me was just seeing people being like, "Oh, this is a man." James Harden really just is good at basketball or something. Like he hasn't been doing this the last like five seasons. Just whenever he wants, he can just score 50, you know? Yeah. Like, this dude has been, like, fir- first or second MVP vote for the last, like, five years. Like, y- you don't think this guy is... I think he's definitely a Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely an all-star caliber player. He's definitely in the Hall of Fame, though, right? He, he should be. I mean, like, how many... I think, like, he's a lock. He won the MVP. He won, like, three scoring titles or whatever. Yeah, like, and he, did he win a gold medal? Probably. Yeah, yeah, he. I think he did. Yeah, so there it is. Plus, He's definitely, definitely there. Plus, they were the Rockets were the only team that ever challenged the Warriors. They like when, they could have beat the Warriors if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, yeah. or if they didn't miss twenty seven threes in a row. But you know, it happens. Yeah, and I mean, it was kind of funny because I think the like the last thing I said before last podcast ended was like, I hope no one gets hurt, and I hope that no one breaks covid and literally the first game of the season the rockets like had had like to postpone the game because three of them had to get quarantined from covid maybe or something and i was just like oh, okay i guess it, that's a good start to the season so now hopefully the the rockets lost the first two games so i don't know where they're headed this season especially with james harden seeming seemingly they're close though they were close games i'm pretty sure at yeah. least the one versus the blazers was yeah it was but I don't know where where they're going this season, right? With James Harden like one foot out the door, it seems. But I personally want him to stay just because John Wall and Demarcus Cousins being on a good team would be exciting to see. James Harden's averaging thirty nine points in his first two games. 
Yeah. And James Harden is a, a player that can put a team on his back, right? Yeah. So. I'm, I'm excited for them. Yeah. But um, let's see. You got any uh, thing else to say about the NBA? I was just going to mention the Raptors starting off kind of slow just because, like, no one really expects them to do anything, but they're always good anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, I don't know if it's just a slow start and they'll pick things up, but usually they're one of the teams that starts off well and just stays consistent throughout the year. So I don't know if it's time to worry yet. Obviously, it's not because it's only three games in the season, but I, it's just there might be something there, and I, I don't know. I'm reading uh, news that says Indiana Pacers TJ Warren out indefinitely will have surgery sources say alright well <laughs> there goes the Pacers Pacers forward TJ Warren who is averaging 15.5 points a game in 4 games this season will be out indefinitely after he has surgery to repair a stress fac- fracture in his left foot is that well, like time a, to take him out my fantasy team is that like a weeks months uh, season type injury I don't know but Rui Hachimura is back nice so I can just replace those guys real quick. Yeah, also the Wizards, the, the two teams that I said, the Wizards and Suns, were the teams I thought would do well. Wizards are 0-4, so that's kind of sad. But uh, And also because like, Russell Westbrook seems to really want to win. And the minutes like he's, he's been playing, they've been up. And then the minutes he hasn't been playing, they've been down enough for them to lose all four games. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of not really his fault. But... Obviously, he's not gonna feel that way. Yeah. So, I I think the they won't end as like the worst team in the league, but maybe they won't be as good as I thought. I mean, yes. Also, the the Nuggets, like Devin Booker, hasn't been playing the same. Or not Devin Booker. Jamal Murray hasn't been playing the same uh, way he he was in the bubble playoffs. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can return to that form. But right now, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic are playing very well uh michael yeah. jr is making a big jump I, i'd say for his uh second year yeah both the, the mavs and the nuggets have been a little little Shaky. yeah not as especially since like luca was one of the mvp favorites and Jokic, he could be one up there too like Jokic had what 18 assists was that yeah it was like the most by center or something yeah and i'm sure he could have had even more of that game but there's not that many people capable of doing something like that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. maybe, what, like, LeBron, Trey Young. James Harden. James Harden. So, it, Luka, and especially Luka, like, he's Kelly Oubre-esque, two of, like, 20 or something from three right now. So, definitely has stuff to work on. I don't know if you saw the video of him, like, taking shots after their, their loss to the Hornets. He was just on the court, just shooting threes. Yeah, no, he's definitely does is is definitely not gonna stay like the way he is because he can't accept that. Yeah, like the, he doesn't get as good as he is now, by not being that kind of player. Yeah, and like none none of the players in the NBA really do. I feel. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure he knows what expectations he had for himself coming into the season, right? There's like that video. I don't know if you remember of him like, like his rookie season or something. Like some Mavs video of him like. Uh, predicting his first five years in the in the league or something, it was like first year All Star, second year All Star starter, third year MVP, fifth year like championship or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but I mean, you set those lofty goals for yourself, right? Because you you know you can achieve them. And right now, the Mavs, especially without Kristaps, need as much Luca as they can get. So yeah, and for the defending champs and the Lakers. Um, Dennis, Sh- Dennis Schroeder's obviously just been a great pickup for them, and they're gonna continue their winning ways. Yeah, and just coast their themselves to the playoffs, probably in the number one spot. Yeah, they're just gonna whatever one spot, two spot. Who cares? There's, you know, the the Cavs were what the fourth seed when they were just sweeping the Toronto and stuff like that. LeBronto. Well, yeah. the, the the Celtics did take them to seven. Yeah. Without Kyrie and, and, the and Gordon Hayward. But, yeah. I mean, that was obviously, I think, LeBron's, like, biggest carry job. But, 
Yeah, that was that was definitely his hardest run. I mean, he, they just swept the Raptors in between. <laughs> seven, four, seven, and then four. four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, LeBron. Uh, I don't know how he's now. He has like probably. It was his birthday yesterday. He just turned thirty-six, seven, eighteenth season, I think, eighteenth. Like the dude can probably play. I don't know, man. Like uh, when he announces his retirement, I'll be like, really? He was just the best player in the league last year. Like, I don't know what, when it'll be, you know? He'll definitely stay in the league as long as he, he can wants. or as long as he wants. And yeah. definitely until his son is in the league, too. Yeah, because the, plus the way he plays, like, he can just be, like, a power forward that they hand the ball, they throw it down in the post, and he'll just operate the offense from there. You know, his, like, you know? his physical ability may dwindle down yeah. as time goes, but his uh, I, IQ... Yeah, his basketball IQ will stay there forever. Yeah, if anything, it'll get better. Yeah, yeah so because it'll get better because he won't be able to do as much stuff physically, so he'll have to do <laughs> stuff uh, other to ways th- to think harder. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if he's gonna be like a coach or anything because I mean, it seems he'll like he'll be the coach for his son's team. <laughs> yeah, maybe because it, it seems like he he's got a uh, his mindset on bigger things, you know. Yeah, he's probably gonna be like an actor or something. Yeah, so. I don't know, but he's definitely... uh, I'll be surprised if LeBron doesn't win another championship (laughs) before he retires. Probably multiple. Yeah. The way the Lakers look. Mm -hmm. But I think that's uh, mainly everything. For the league, yeah. Until next year. Until next year. Also, just shout-out Precious. Didn't mention him yet. He's, He's played, like, 20 minutes a game. The first three or four games... And I think the whole league's kind of seen what he's capable of already, right? Like, he still looks like a rookie, but he's been able to kind of stop Zion and Giannis. stop Giannis, right? With, which are two of the more unstoppable forces in the game right now. So that's just exciting to see. Plus, offensively, he seems pretty, like, confident near the rim. And... Like making drives towards the rim and all that, so definitely going. He's definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, and he has Bam and UD in his back pocket yeah. that are uh, plus when definitely he, helping him. When out he comes off the bench, he, year. he usually plays with Goran. So having Goran elevates his game a lot. Yeah, so having like a veteran point guard like that coming off the bench with him feels like yeah. he, he, they have they they basically put him in a position where he just has to do what he's good at and. Everything else. I'm just thinking about how, how did how how does Memphis not win March Madness last year <laughs> with uh, James Wiseman and Precious? It's because Wiseman was a uh, what you would call it. Was he not in Memphis? Didn't he, he like no, transfer he, out? He was in Memphis, but he got like suspended or whatever because of I don't know if it was a D Rose thing, but didn't he just not? Didn't he just want to get paid or something? I don't know. Like the, he took money under the table or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for so far for five NBA. years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to make too many statements right now, but I'm I'm happy with uh with where the Heat's at right now. So I'm happy with with where the NBA is at right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not really much talked about OCS. We already talked about everything. Nothing happened since last. Literally, nothing happened since last. Yeah, night. I don't. I don't really know anything that happened in the. I guess Caspa Cup and the Masia Cup. Cup happened. Um, Top esports one. Yeah, they were pretty casually won. Yeah, I think Dom won one Caspa Cup pretty casually. Yeah, and uh, I saw Perks on his Instagram story today. He's in in LA. So, that's cool. Yeah, when well, when the lock in tournaments like. Uh, I think January 15th or 14th or something. So two weeks. So two weeks. So I think we can do power rankings next week. Yeah. For LCS. Mm-hmm. And LEC, I guess. Yeah. And then, because I think all the rosters are... I don't think LEC. I'll do LEC. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know much about LEC or all, about all the players. Also, I, I saw one thing that was, I think LCK is going to switch up their... The playoff format because 
like right now their current playoff formats like if you get first in the regular season you automatically in the finals and yeah that's really dumb the gauntlet where like the fifth seed plays the fourth and the fourth third yeah yeah so i mean obviously as americans like every sports thing that's here is just playoffs everything has playoffs so i I mean i like playoffs yeah and the lck like the regular season is basically as good as i think you can have a regular season you know best of threes everyone plays twice or whatever yeah and the production's all great and everything it's just the postseason's kind of boring anticlimactic i feel you don't get the hype matchups like between you don't get all these best of fives between like the four best teams the finals is always gonna be one team yeah that you know versus like any other team yeah there's not as much drama involved which is it's like it's like tsm won the summer split this year like who and yeah, they got oh, I and mean, then like, they went 0-6, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, think about, uh, obviously, TSM's world performance was awful, but their... Their playoff performance was really good. Like, they, beat, that they literally beat everyone. Was that not an insane run from them? Yeah. Like, they, they, they got stomped and like, the... That was some... That was, like, a, like a, a college football <laughs> inspirational movie. Yeah, that's basically was what it was some origin story for someone for speaker that's what it is and then the 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 dawn is darkest before whatever the stupid phrases so speak is my mvp candidate i'm spoiling it now that's what i'm saying all right yeah i'm not surprised by that you shouldn't be um yeah uh thank you guys for listening yeah uh, make sure to go check out twitch.tv slash a basketball fan it's Luis's uh, TFT stream yeah you guys can go watch that twitch.tv slash a basketball fan yeah I appreciate any and all criticisms and support make sure you drop him a, f- a big follow streams like every day yeah we can talk basketball we can talk league we can talk TFT yeah go check him out and uh thank you guys for this uh 2020 hectic year and we hope to talk to you guys a lot more next year yeah thanks for listening happy new years bye